previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. And he was so like nice and just so humble. Would not let us call him a big. We're all like, oh my gosh, we have a big here. Except me. I, of course, was yeah, oblivious. Until the like, very end. Oh, so you should come on our podcast. You're a Loyal Little. And, <laughs> and Chuck bounced off of his seat and ran over. What? No, no, no. He's This is the know, guy. This is, this is the guy. Well, I was geeking out. I mean, look, if he wants to come on the podcast. I yeah, can, we'll, he can be on the podcast. Absolutely. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. <laughs> Roxy's here. Hey. It's just us. We're going solo this week. <laughs> Had to do that. That was for you, Sully. So don't be stealing, just in case he tries to steal the idea. Long story, Littles. We've got so many things to get into, but we have to start. Roxy, congratulations. Thank you. Roxy Thank will be you. a Radio City Rocket again this coming season in New York City. Yep. So get your tickets now, Littles. But if you want to see me, wait until yes. I post the schedule because I don't know which cast I'm in yet. Yeah, because there's so. two. Do we ever go into that? I no, think we there, did. Um, um, I there's, don't know. There's, anyway, there's, there's a, two sets. There's a morning cast and an evening cast. And I've been in the evening cast. I've been in the morning cast. And honestly, I'd like to, I, lo- I enjoy getting up and. This is where yeah, opposites have, attract littles because I, there's no way I'm getting up that early to do a show at 9 a.m. Well, here's the thing. It's like pick your poison. You either get, get up early and do a 9 a.m. show. So I'm kicking my face at 9 a.m. Or stay up late and do a 10 p.m. show that doesn't get out until 11.30. You're not out of the building until at least 12 o'clock at midnight. And so what's wrong with that? Um, That's so me. That's uh, totally me. uh, All right. I gotta go to bed. (laughs) Anyway, we have so many things to get into and it's been great. This, the one thing I love, I'm loving more about the podcast. Well, I think we talked about this on an episode where we met some new Littles at Summer of Littles 3.1 and it was great, except there were at least three or four that were at our venue that are like, what are you talking, what's the Loyal Littles podcast? They had no idea we even existed. Now they do. So that's great. That's the good point. But I also feel like there's got to be a way we can reach these people because I'd say most of the time they, we always get really good feedback. Oh my gosh, this was such a great find. You know, it's such a great podcast. Uh, I just want to make sure everyone knows about it if that's possible. I have a new one. When we have someone, and a lot of times when we interview someone, it's they didn't know about it and they want to come on the podcast and we do that. And then they start catching up on past episodes. And this was one of my favorites. The newest member of this, I guess, fraternity, we'll call it, is, is Mr. Eric Barnes. And he apparently is having a good time. He's catching up. I think he's going, skipping around. I'm not sure how he's doing, if he's going in order. But he finally got to the Hampton Nager episode. And that episode was entitled, You Put What on Your Hot Dog? (laughs) Now, we already went through this five, six months ago when we aired the episode where our Twitter pages were all over the place and like all these different, you know, what you put on your freaking hot dog, what you don't put on your hot dog, what's allowed to be put on your hot dog, all that kind of stuff. Well, it has kind of resurfaced and I'm loving it. I just, it (laughs) brings joy to me to see these comments that people like Mary Faye, mayonnaise, chili, no beans, of course, grated cheese, maybe onions. I don't know about that, but I, look, I'm a big mayo fan. I've never put mayo on a hot dog in my life, and I might have to try it. Ew. Doesn't sound right, but no. okay. And speaking of Mr. Barnes, who started this whole thing, he actually wrote in, and of course, Simon's not here to enjoy this, but he actually says, Chuck, Roxy, Simon, Aww. PB&J, smooth. My parents only bought crunchy. I revolted. 
strawberry jam, not grape jelly. Since the 1970s, always potato chips inside the sandwich. Roxy, I completely forgot about that we whole definitely talked topic. about that. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, this is great. Roxy, Utz is good. Martins are better. Huh. If you know, you know. Uh-huh. There's something for you. I, Roxy, this is what I'm talking about. This just brought so much joy to me. It just brought back so much good memories and so many good debates about do you put, what did you do it? You put, I put potato chips in my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's just so wrong to I me. I make the I, sandwich, I put the top on, and then I take the top off and put the potato chips on. Don't ask me why that order, but... Mm-hmm. I just don't see it. All right, and speaking of the topic of food, we also, of course, got some really good... I tweeted out the picture that Simon sent me of the peas and mayonnaise pizza. Gross. And we heard some comments about that, right, Roxy? Pineapple all the way. <laughs> but this comes from Lee Gordon, and he tweets out... I don't eat pizza with pineapple myself, but someone who folds his pizza with the cheese facing out shouldn't be criticizing how other people eat their (laughs) pies. Just saying. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Is he coming at me with that? Because I just tried it. It was suggested (laughs) and I just tried it. I don't do that all the time. So I don't know. I think that might have been at me. I'm not sure. And then he had something else to say, right? Yes. And then he says, what's even worse is they look like canned peas. Around here, one of the pizza places serves a pie with tomato sauce, mozzarella, ricotta, and fresh peas. And it's pretty good. Now, Ooh. I can get behind the fresh versus canned or even frozen is better than can- canned. Vegetables are not good. They're gross. Okay, but no offense to anyone out there who likes them. Chuck I was like one them. of them, and I changed. I love them. I, you did change me. I changed you. They that say they can't the, change you. They changed you. That was the one me. thing that I changed about okay. you. Now, but There's if so I ever come home and I see peas on your pizza, we might have an issue. No, That's I won't do that. Yeah. Okay. So I think the one thing we can, which is nice, and I will say this about the pineapple and non-pineapple people, I do think we did all come together and unite in a texting, tweeting way to unite and say, okay, the peas and mayonnaise are mm-hmm. a no. Yeah. I, we didn't, I didn't see anybody. If you are for it, please write into us, WTFCpodnet at gmail.com. Yeah, so we could say, what are you even doing out here, man? Yeah, right. Oh, there you go, Roxy. <laughs> so this way she'll, uh, she'll... Sorry, I didn't say that correctly. That's okay. I missed close the enough. first part. It was close enough. <laughs> All right, Roxy, we're just jumping right into these today. We got an email from Roop Sharma. And it says, Chuck and Roxy, I will confirm the reputation that Jen Irwin stated about Miami University being the preppy school. When I was going to school, we always called Miami J. Crew U. <laughs> and the students were the khaki army. Oh, I love that. Roop Sharma. I love that. Actually. That is awesome. And next, we have like an older one from mm-hmm. who's this from, Roxy? This is from Joe Maloney. And he wrote in, finally off the mountain and back in civilization. I should have mentioned this before. Every year they have the hurricane awareness tour, typically in May. One of the highlights is getting to tour the aircraft, P-3 and WC-130J, and meeting the pilots and flight crew. They visit five cities and they change every year. 2020 was canceled and 2021 was virtual, but hopefully it'll return to real life in 2022. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I still I, just, I love that. Yeah, just that, that whole hurricane stuff. Just that's it's exciting. Uh, just stay away. Just stay away. Just don't do it. And then we have a uh, Roxy. This is for you. Mm-hmm. This is a very personalized kind of email, but we're going to read it. It says, hi, Roxy. Every week I plan to send you a note and fail. So first things first, happy birthday. Aw, thanks. <laughs> now two, not B. Thank lo- you. Loved the earrings. Now, we didn't get a lot of comments about your earrings. I was a little disappointed at that. Now, we yeah, didn't really, we I, didn't really I like did flaunt a, them. 
you know, I did a bad job with pictures at Summer of Littles. Yeah, we all I did. was too excited to be talking to everybody that oh, I... Oh, we completely like, dropped the ball. We never I'm got a group shot. I'm not a shot. photographer. Maybe next year we hire a photographer. And we can't even put that on Maeve either. I mean, I'm not, no, I'm not calling no. out. We, she, we just, was too, she actually took a lot more, a lot more but, pictures. But we never got a group I shot. I know. We had a lot of people there. We never I got know. a group shot. And by the time some people had to start leaving yeah. and, you know, and Simon yeah. was coming back and then he did Hey, you know what? It was, it was our first go at it. That's true. We, we'll get better. We're learning. Um, but great. I'm, I'm glad she saw the, they saw the earrings and. Yeah. Oh yeah. She loved yeah. them. Okay. Yeah. So number three, having watched the Bulls in person during the Michael Jordan years, you have to get Chuck to watch Last Dance. I have a feeling he will cry at some point. And seriously, that's our goal, right? Totally. You don't know me. Totally. Just, just put on Field of Dreams. That's all you need to do. <laughs> yeah, right. I love it when you talk <laughs> softball rules, frustrations, etc. The true Roxy comes out with the gusto. <laughs> and lastly, two TV questions. Did you see Family Game Night? I'm not a Dax Shepard fan, but I love it. And I thought of you when watching rhythmic gymnastics in the Olympics. There was such beautiful dancing combined with an apparatus. I have a hard time rubbing my head and patting my stomach at the same time. <laughs> Hi to Chuck, Simon, and Ritz. Oh, look, she included Aww. all of this. And that is from Sandra Rode. Rody. So I guess that's her nickname. Love now, it. the real question here, Rody, when are you coming on the podcast? Yeah. Hello, Sandra, WTFCpodnet at gmail.com. Just or tweet at us. Let us know. We gotta hook that up. Yeah. She sounds like she'd be a great Meet the Littles guest. No, and thank you for that message. That was really, really fun to read. Well, if I may, yeah. my favorite part of the email is that it's at AOL.com. So hello, oh, okay. I'm still in so AOL. You're not, you're not the only one. Yeah, I'm not the only one. <laughs> I get made a lot of fun of for that. And I'm so thankful that you're with me. Now, real quick, I also want to go back. Dax Shepard, did you ever see Family Game Night? I've never seen that. I haven't watched it yet. No, it's Wait, new. Wait, yet? It's new? Yeah, it's new. No, but he, he and Kristen Bell, his wife, they have this new game show. And oh, it's a game show? Yeah. Oh my God, I know nothing about this. I have to, yeah, I don't do a lot of game shows. That's why. Okay, so I don't feel so bad now. All right, and let's round up this TV talk and then we have just some fun stuff. We, of, of course, heard from Sully and he's yelling at me as usual. He says, how dare you besmirch family ties? That was a household divided and the guest stars often brought in super dramatic situations that were very real life. Okay, now that's a good point. I got to give credit where credit's due. I forgot about all the guest stars that they would bring in. And they were good. Mm -hmm. They were some good stuff. Mm -hmm. And I forget how it came up. It just rolled off the tongue, Sully. It was nothing personal. I, he's mad because I compared him to the Cosby show and Growing Pains. Oh. So that was where that beef was. We had a little private chit-chat about that. Uh, he's right, though. I, yeah. I said it. I said it. Sully, you were right. Write that down. Yeah. Make a note. Yeah. This day in history. And we'll have to have you come back on the Loyal Littles podcast sometime soon. All right. And before we get to our Meet the Littles guest, keeping with the TV theme... This wasn't at us, but I saw it. It was a funny. It made me laugh. Who is it? Steve Lipton commented on it? Yeah. Okay. So it came up in my feed somewhere on Facebook. Anyway, Roxy, take it away. It says, if your kitty or eggplant was named after the last TV show or movie <laughs> you watched, what would it be? <laughs> so it's TV talk. It still counts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what he He said seven, I think. Mm -hmm. And mine, in all honesty, was Fantasy Island. So that's perfect. <laughs> Mine at the time was The Big Bang Theory. The Big Bang. <laughs> also perfect. <laughs> so real quick, because I'm, I'm curious because I know Bob Sproul was excited. I saw his tweet or Facebook post about Fantasy Island coming back. Mm. Curious what you thought about that, Bob. Seriously. Yeah. I'm guessing you watched it. I'll leave my review for later because we got to get to our Meet the Littles guest. And Roxy, we have to get back to Bachelor it's, at some point. It's got to almost be over, right? It's over. It's over? It's over. What happened? Paradise starts on Monday. Wait, what happened? 
Yeah. Who'd she pick? Two guys walked out on her, so she had two left. One was there who was like her third option, and the other one was there by default. So obviously he didn't get picked. And then so she picked her third runner-up, I guess, and... Yeah. So, so let me get this straight. She picked the third runner up and that's who she's going to marry now. Yep. Yeah, this sounds like it's going to be working great. Yep. All right. Let's get out of here, Roxy. Uh, <laughs> we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Thank you, Roxy. You're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC podcast network. Keep listening. It's really funny. If you weren't awake already, you're awake now. We are being played in this episode by a band called Common Cross. And this song is called Heroes Final Stand. So the writer of this song is Marcel, and he writes in, At the moment, it's the only finished song in a project that will hopefully end with an EP album. It's 100% for fun right now. Based on riffs, I've been playing for a long time. And Michael, the drummer, asked if I'd be interested in recording some of the stuff we'd been jamming. So we did. Then I wrote some lyrics inspired by the tragic end for two heroes in a classic story from Greek mythology, Homer's Iliad and Odyssey, Trojan War. This is when Jason came in and belted out what you hear in the song. We've almost finished work on the second song. Once there's two to three done, we will throw them on streaming platforms. But for now, the best way to see it in action is from our YouTube channel. So just head on over to YouTube and search Common Cross. And the song again is called Heroes Final Stand. And as always, we'll play the full song at the end of the podcast. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And we are so thankful here because we've got some really good questions right off the bat. Please welcome to the podcast, Scott Moffitt. Hey, Scott. How's it going? Hello, Chuck. Hello, Roxy. How are you doing? Great. We're great. Now, before we get into anything, we're not even going to turn this over to you because we've already got some mail-in questions. Ah. I mean, well, I mean, the first logical question is, how are you related to Patrick? Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I, I this was going to come up. And of actually, I was going to put this in my intro. So as Perfect. far as I know, Patrick and I are not related at all. Okay. Um, That's what we figured. But the interesting thing is with the last name Moffat, there are, I think the official clan Moffat, there's 20 some official variations of Moffat. Wow. And while ours is not the original one, I like to say that we have the best version of Moffat. Now, wait, what, what do you mean by versions? Like different how to say it or different spellings? Yeah, different, different spellings. Oh, okay. okay. Gotcha. So there's either two Fs sure. or two Ts or an A, E. So the original town in Scotland is Moffat, M-O-F-F-A-T. And oh. then as times changed and different Moffats went 
literally all over the world. They kind of changed the spellings got changed. And so, but luckily we both happen to have the same one, but as far as I know, we are not related. At yeah. All. It was so interesting how it was the exact same spelling and everything. And, yeah. and just so you know that, so, you know, we don't play favorites here on the Loyola's podcast. We simply went in alphabetical order. We don't want yeah. you to think that you were like second. Right. Okay. I, I was going to say, I, I feel like Patrick is probably a better interview. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll see. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. no, he was a lot of fun. That was actually yeah. a really fun one. No, so, that's uh, funny about the names. My last name is kind of the same way where you can spell it multiple ways. ways. And my family has always said, yeah, you could spell it this way. You could spell it that way. Or you could spell it the right way, which is how we spell it. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. All kidding aside, Scott, why don't you take us back? Why don't you uh, take a quick second, introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. Okay. So my name is Scott Moffat. I am from born and raised in Richmond, Virginia, and I've actually lived in Richmond most of my life, except for a few years living in Alaska and Colorado. Oh, but I live here and actually have a business. It's a family-owned business. I'm now the third generation where we do architectural drafting and design. So I am drawing plans for houses and additions and garages and anything that needs to get built for a house. So, so you grew up where you are now? Yes. So I grew okay. up actually from the house that I lived in growing up to where I am now. It is, I am only about two miles away. Oh, so, all right. So now we got to piece this all together. So now did you go away to school at all? Yes. I went to uh, James Madison for college. Oh, okay. I know there've been a couple of people who have mentioned that they had some connections up there. So yeah, that was one of my choices for grad school, actually. Yeah. So I remembered, I was like, I thought that you had a choice there for grad school there. Mm-hmm. So when I saw it, went up there, majored in history, which I unfortunately never used it, but I enjoyed my time. You know, it was a lot of fun up there. So yeah, and and then so I, I heard Alaska and Colorado. Yeah. Yes. So the uh, woman I'm formerly related to by marriage was in the military. So oh. so we ended up spending spent about a year in Alaska, and then also then spent about three years in Colorado. So and you know it's always interesting because people think about Alaska, and they think about oh the fishing and all of that, and I. Well, and Anita, but yeah, yeah, it gets an Anita. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think I had moved before I found out about Anita. Okay, uh, but ne- never did any fishing. I relied on people who had their own boats. They would mm-hmm. go fishing, and then they would bring you fish, fish back. Right, right. right. <laughs> Alaska is interesting. So the year I was up there, they had actually set um record snowfall while I was up there. So oh, of course they did. Wow. Of course, yes, because a guy from Virginia and then he goes to Alaska and he gets, I think it was over 13 feet of snow while I was up there. Wow. I always tell people I've never seen so much snow or been so cold in my entire life. Oh, no. But the most interesting part was just the daylight difference, especially in the winter, Mm -hmm. when you would wake up in the dark, you would drive to work in the dark, you would then come back from work and it was already dark again. Right. I just so. think that would make me so miserable. I don't know. Maybe not. It takes a while. Yeah. But in the summer, it's worth it because... Oh, sure. Right. You have about 20 hours of daylight usually. So, And this was at least down in Anchorage. Um, right. So, Now, you know, in all seriousness, now, I, I know I could just Google this, but since I, we have you here, what are those four hours? Is it like three to seven like do you, like what when is the dark time in the summertime the dark time would generally be from around midnight to about oh. 4 a.m okay 
Okay. So, so that's like pretty standard. I mean, well, not pretty standard, but you know what I mean? For me, that's, yeah. that's you know, when I start to wind down is around midnight. Right. And then I'm usually in bed by like two or three. And then if you have the the blackout curtains oh, or sure. whatever. You, oh, you have to have those. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then you're Especially cool. if you're a normal person. Right. Like, well, there's the blackout curtains. And then there's the other version that you'll see people do up there. And they will take aluminum foil and they will put sheets of aluminum foil over the windows to black it out even more. Oh, really? I'm sorry, yes. what? And then what yes. do, do they just leave them up the entire day or do they take them off and then the next... Refoil it? Ref- yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I never did that. Okay. But you would go by and you would see that there's clearly tin foil on the windows. <laughs> and I want to like knock on the door and be like, is this actually effective or not? I- right. Wow. That is so interesting. Well, that definitely gets a hashtag information for life. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, so, I would never think to do I, something like that. I never did that, so I, yeah. you know, but but I would also think it would attract heat. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, I mean, not I that that's a bad thing necessarily, but uh, you know, because it was always interesting. Because at least in the summer, at least where I was in Anchorage, the warm day was about seventy degrees. So right. that's true. That's yeah. a good point. It's not yeah. that you hot know, up heat there. Heat is a relative term up there, right? Yeah. Right. And so now compare that with. Colorado, because Colorado also gets a lot of snow, depending on where, 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 where exactly were you? So I was down in Colorado Springs. Oh. So down in Colorado Springs, the weather isn't too much different. The biggest change was elevation and humidity. So mm. it was, the air was dry. And so we actually didn't really get a whole lot of snow where we were. But the biggest thing was just being at 6,500 feet of elevation and right. the, the dehydration and you could tell the just the difference in oxygen and all. So that was the biggest change there. Sure. Now, people, they might not believe us on this. Now, Roxy, did you ever have to deal with this? I don't think any place we played together, it was like this. Mm-mm. But Scott here is not joking, okay? Because when our tours play those cities, because we've played Colorado Springs, I've played Denver, we've played all yeah. these, they actually have oxygen tanks off stage left and stage right. For the dancers oh. and well, anybody yeah. in general, even the musicians sometimes you'd think, oh, you know, these musicians that are, pl- you know, blowing air through these trumpets and what reed instruments and all this stuff, especially if you just fly in that day and then you have to play a show. You don't have time to. You don't have time to adjust. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so there's oxygen tanks in the orchestra pit. There's oxygen wow. tanks all over the theater because I can't tell you how many times people have come off and they, they, they almost pass breathe. out, yeah. especially the dancers. I mean, not to yeah. slight the musicians at all. I mean, me being one of them. And they, it's no joke. It's really no joke. That you know, there's so oxygen cool. tanks all over the theater. It's kind of funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. But yeah, so that, that, was, that was the real big difference there is temperature-wise, it wasn't too much from Virginia. You know, you, the best part about Colorado Springs was just the fact that it was, you know, you look out your window and, oh, there's the Rocky Mountains right there. Yeah. So. yeah, that's another thing. People don't realize. It's so funny because people think they think Denver and they think just snowstorm. And I we joke because we think that because every time there's a night game for the Denver Broncos, it's always snowing, yeah. it feels like. Yeah. Okay. So you see it on TV, it's always snowing. But they don't realize that it's actually not that bad from what I understand. And the times I've played there, even if it snows, it's usually gone within a day. The snow, you know, the, the times we would get snow, it would, if it, if snow was around for more than a couple of days, it was a surprise. Yeah. And also because you would get just, and a lot of this, I think, was the humidity. I'm sure mm-hmm. Bob Gottfried will uh, correct us. Of course. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm glad someone else acknowledges yeah, that. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, the other maybe interesting thing. Now, I know you it was short-lived in Alaska and Colorado, but where's your sports allegiances lie? Are they East Coast? Are you I-95? I am definitely a I-95 bias. For football, it's generally pro football, so it goes with the uh, Washington football team or the Fighting W's, as I like to call them. Oh. Um, was that a, ever proposed? That's a good one. I kind of like, like that. that. I feel like I need to have something else other than just Washington yeah, football no, team. Right, yeah, right. definitely. So I, I, I kind of like the WFT. Like, <laughs> am, I, WTF. am I right in saying yeah. that they're keeping the Washington football team name for this season and then the next season, I think 2022, they have a change? Oh, I don't know. Maybe? I don't think th- I and thought they were just keeping this. Oh. Yeah, so right now, I think they're saying they're going to keep the football team for this year and then 22 is the new name, oh, logo, okay. whatever. No, but else. they don't have that yet, right? I don't think so. Right. So. I didn't either. So you need to submit that. What did you say? The Fighting W's or? The fighting W's. I think that's awesome. Wow. That's kind of nice. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it's got right. a nice ring to it. <laughs> all right. And so where are you going with baseball and all that stuff? So, yeah. So, so with baseball, growing up, my dad was always a Yankees fan. Mm-hmm. And for me, I don't know why, but for some reason, I did not like the Yankees at all. So it was generally rooting against the Yankees. So I'd kind of watch some of the Orioles. I'd watch some of the Red Sox. But then when the Nationals came to D.C., I kind of got more attached to the Nationals. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, that's good. Cool. But And it's interesting because my oldest daughter, when we were in Colorado, got really attached. So she is a huge Broncos fan because when we were there, it was Peyton Manning was there. Mm-hmm. So it, in Colorado, the Broncos are a big, big deal. So she, as much as I try to get her to uh, <laughs> continue my allegiance, I'm fine with her. Being a fan of the Broncos. Well, and you can't not, she, you can't really say much because she's had a better run, clearly. Sure. So, you know, well, well, yes, in the yeah. last, you know, since she's been alive, I'm assuming. I don't know how old your daughter is, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's not like she wanted to become a Cowboys or an Eagles fan. Oh, okay. Right. So, yeah. So, that's good. That's yeah. good. She kept it out of the division, as Tony <laughs> would say. Go out of the division. You're yeah. fine. Yeah. And good for you for standing up to your father. Yeah. Not, not making... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I was, it was the same exact boat for me. Same exact thing for me. My dad's diehard, or he was diehard Yankees fan. He still is. He says he doesn't care anymore, but he's 91, but I think he cares. Yeah. They all care. They just want to act like they don't care. Right. What I will say is I don't think he has a hatred for the Red Sox or anything like that, which most Yankee fans do. He just likes to see the Yankees do well and win, Mm -hmm. I think. That's what I think it is. So that's good. So we get along. (laughs) Now, me and my sisters, on the other hand, that's another story. Now, why don't we, before we take a quick break, why don't we go into how did you become a little? Like, how did you, I'm assuming I, I, I get your, where you're located, you probably read Tony, or how did you get introduced to him? So when I was in college was when PTI first came on TV. Mm-hmm. And one of my roommates was actually from D.C. and immediately recognized like, oh, wait, hey, write us up in the Washington Post. And for, for me, I didn't have that, but definitely watching PTI a lot. And then eventually we found out at some point that he had a radio show and this was probably my senior year of college. So Mm. during my spring break, I actually went to DC and actually was there for one of the tapings of his radio show at the ESPN zone when he was doing this. So this is yeah, it's yep. going way back. Yeah, that's this great. is going way back. Yeah. So, but it was during commercial breaks, they would let people come into the studio and talk to them. So, wow. so it was very 
kind of loose some, but you know, the time I was there, um, Tony was there and Andy Poland was there and it was, I got stuff out of the prize closet. So oh, neat. Yes. So that just triggered everything. And then you just transferred so, to the podcast. Yeah. So and then that, and then I kind of gradually transitioned over to listening to the podcast all the time. I forget. I think I've had, I think six, eight emails read over various wow. times. That's so, great. That's a good record. Yeah. There's also a whole lot of them that did not get read. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, <laughs> so we don't know what the average is, but we won't talk sure. about that. <laughs> yeah. It's still pretty good, though. Yeah. And were you a chatter person? Did you get to chatter? I only made it to chatter once, and that was actually not too far before, right before they ended up closing. Oh, wow. Um, lucky. Yeah, I ended up being up in D.C. for a conference, and it was happened to be a day that they were not scheduled to tape, and it was kind of one of these, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to end up doing a show on Friday. So there was maybe like three people in the restaurant there, and mm. so got to see Tony, got the official picture with him and all of that. So I'm glad that I at least could say, I wanted to chatter, yeah. but I, w- I wish I could have been to more. So. Yeah. Right, right. No, of course. Hey, we wish we could have gotten to one. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's too bad. All right. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back because we got a lot more to get into. All right, all you loyal littles, we'll be right back. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Now that Summer of Littles 3.1 is sadly behind us, let's try to get the Jingle Fests all set to go. As many of you know, a rescheduled Jingle Fest number six is fully funded and will take place in Nashville, Tennessee on March 5th, 2022. Unfortunately, several local DC Littles are unable to attend that event and ask that we also do something local next year. For folks who prefer Jingle Fests in the DC metro area, There is a Kickstarter, and it's aimed at raising funds to host the event on the usual Saturday, June 25th, 2022. If funded, Jingle Fest number seven will be heading back to Virginia. So head on over to our show notes and click on the link for Jingle Fest number seven, and all the details are there. Just do it, people. Do it. We are over two-thirds of the way there, and let's get it fully funded, littles. All right, Roxy, now what? Back to the show. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And we are lucky enough to have with us not Patrick Moffitt's brother. We have Scott Moffitt with us today. So we're getting into a lot of stuff here, which is good. We have to get into your family business. But the one thing we should have touched upon, maybe I'm guessing, I could be totally wrong, uh, as we've always say that we have these forms that they fill out. We know you spent some time in Alaska. Now, you have something on your form that says Special Olympics Polar Plunge. You wanted to talk about that. So there was an episode earlier on in the podcast, and I forget there was a discussion about doing a polar plunge. Mm-hmm. And I think I emailed y'all, and I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely did one of these. I know a bunch of, you know, they do different ones all over the area. And the one that we do, been doing it now for several years for Special Olympics Virginia. And they have a couple of smaller ones, but they have a big one that is down in Virginia Beach. And it's always early February, and there's usually about 3,000 people right. that go down to do wow. this. Can we cut you off? I do remember this email. This yes. is great. So now this means you're what? You're batting 1,000 probably for our podcast, right? Getting your emails read? Um, I think so. Yeah. So All right. I'm right. well, batting 1,000 here. Oh, this is great. Good. Okay, go ahead. So go down there, and they do a really good job. They have kind of a 
area of the ocean kind of sectioned off and there's rescue crew there in case anything happens. But the group that I end up doing it with, we kind of have a rule that it is you go in and you only get up to about probably roughly waist chest yeah, high. Waist. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. So you go in and then you high five the water rescue guys yeah. and then you get out. What is interesting is, well, first of all, you're standing out there waiting to go in. Right. And every time I have gone in right beforehand, I think to myself, this has to be the dumbest oh, thing yeah. I've ever done. And go in the water, you come out, and you immediately you forget everything that you thought about. And you're like, this is great. I'm going to do it again next year. Seriously? Now, wait, let's, so let's back up. Now, before you take the, quote, plunge, as they call it, are you wearing lots of clothes? Like, do you, are you have, like, winter coats on because you'll freeze to death? Or are you, like, getting your body, like, ready for this and not wearing much? Generally, I'm having a bathing suit and then, like, a T-shirt and maybe a long-sleeve T-shirt. Okay. And that's generally what I will do. Okay. So you're kind of, yeah, you're kind of getting ready for it, but not totally. Yeah, there will be people who will be in just bathing suits. There are also people I've seen in like full on wetsuits going in. Oh, Oh, see, that's kind of cheating, I feel like. Like, yeah, I mean, does that make it? Well, look, it's for charity, so who cares? But I mean, you know what I mean? Like, is that fair? Do you think that's fair? You know, I, I feel like part of it is, for me, I'm not going to do that. But yeah. at least they're making the effort. They're showing sure, like a, Yeah, that's yeah. what I was trying to say. Yeah. 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 Showing up They're trying is, to raise money, is which really is great. great. Yeah. 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 And generally, it ends up bringing in, I think they, like Special Olympics of Virginia usually ends up getting over like a million dollars. Yeah, I remember wow. that. This is so fun, actually. Okay, I have to stop for a second. I mean, I don't remember this. Email. Oh, I totally remember this email, and I remember it being fun. Well, because you were you like the high five part, because the conversation was what counts is getting in. Do you have to go oh, all the way under? Yes. Do you have yes. to right? That's I remember right. this. That's right. And it's just fun. Finally, piecing together, we're finally getting to meet That's someone who wrote right. the email in. That's kind of fun. Okay, sorry. I mean, just yeah. geek out on you there. <laughs> oh yeah. So, how many of these have you done now? So I've gone down there twice, and then last year they ended up having to do what they called a virtual plunge. Uh-huh. So you had different people doing different things. Mm-hmm. Um, some people I know, they actually went into – they knew a guy who had a pool, and they pretty much cracked the ice and wow. jumped in the pool there. I actually had my godson and his brother peg me with water balloons. Oh, cute. Okay. So another guy I know, he was able to get the fire department to bring the fire truck out, <laughs> and they showered him from above Wow! with the water. So there's some different creative ideas. Yeah, yeah sure. You know, that's one thing I feel the pandemic has brought out in people is like Creativity. a more creative yeah. side, and you can still do things. It might be different, but it can still be really, really fun and interesting. That is awesome. I love the I love the water balloons. Yeah, your nephew would <laughs> yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I got lucky that the the day I actually did it, it actually ended up being a really warm day. So oh. it actually was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And this so. always takes place in February. Yeah, so the one in Virginia always takes place. It's usually the first weekend in February. But then for the virtual, did you all, were you told a specific day or a Was specific it like Summer of Littles? Where like everyone does it together at the same time, but in their various locations? Or did you have a time frame in which like a week yeah. where you had to like submit it yeah. or something? I think it was, I think you had about a week to do yours. Okay. Gotcha. I, I ended up kind of doing it on 
the day that we would have normally gone down to Virginia Beach. Gotcha. gotcha. Right. So because yeah. that way at least feel like okay if I if I can't be down at the beach, let me at least do it on the day I would be there. Right. right. That's okay. So cool. So now let's shift gears real quick because I want to make sure we get to all this now. Let's talk about your family business a little bit. Now, you said you went to college for history. So was this just like a learned through the family type of situation? Because, I mean, it sounds like you're an architect, right? So what I am actually is a architectural draftsman, which is a little different from an architect. Okay. Where the architect, they had to go to architecture school and then there's licensure and all of those things. Where the draftsman, there's less that is involved in there. And for me, it was a combination of I did take a couple of classes to get some, some of the technique down. But then a lot of it, I ended up learning from my father and my sure. mom. Who, But then also, you know, there's different things depending on what state you're in depends on what you can do. Because right. certain course, states, yeah. if there is, it still has to be drawn by an architect and have the official architect stamp kind of like an engineer sure well i've often i'm seeing i'll many times i'll be going over a bridge or i'll just be looking at a bridge i'm just using that as an example and i just think to myself i'm so glad i didn't have to design this i'm so glad that what i do couldn't hurt people you know what i mean it just amazes me how someone had to come up with this concept and draw it and build it obviously and it's just like any little thing could happen and it could be a complete disaster yeah and there's so many things involved that you have to think about and and also in then different things keep changing and the regulations change. oh sure yeah mm-hmm. you know so there's things that even 30 years ago that you would be able to do and you if you tried to do that now it would just cause a lot of issues oh so. sure yeah right. so now you said it was three generations though right Yes. So my grandfather started doing design work pretty much when he came back from World War II. He took some classes and started drawing it. And then my father then later on came on and started drawing. And then as I got older, my mom got involved. And then later on, I always said that there's no way I was ever going to be involved in the family business. (laughs) And just life happened, and then all of a sudden, here I am. I'm continuing the family job. So, wow. oh, that's great, though. What got you into history? What made you want to major in history? For history, I think a lot of it is, I think growing up in Virginia, there's mm, there's so, yeah. much. so much historical stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's you go five miles, and there's a battlefield. Right. Or there's you know, I live 45 minutes away from Williamsburg, and mm-hmm. it was one of these random weekend day. It would be oh, we're gonna pile in the car and go walk around Colonial Williamsburg. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of that kind of built in there. It just kind of happened in there. So part of it also was when I was in college, I could never decide what I actually wanted to study. So in some ways, I kind of fell into history, but I ended up never regretting it. Yeah, you had an interest. Yeah. Yeah, there was already that interest there. So it's so interesting for me because I was always that person I hated reading it about history in books, just hated history as a class. But if I went to the place, I am just all in. Like the first time I ever went to Washington, D.C., I was all in. And I mean, it was just one of the coolest experiences I ever had. I just wanted to know everything about everything, especially all the museums and all the whatever, everything about it just the history and everything. And so it always blew my mind how like, how can I have such an uninterest in a topic but yet when I'm there engulfed in it, absolutely yeah. fall in love with it. Yeah. Well, I think it, in some ways there's a difference between reading in a book and then going out and actually experiencing it. It's 
kind of like the difference between seeing a player something on TV and then actually experiencing it live. Mm. It's yeah. very different. Yep. Yeah, if we may, I mean, Roxy and I had this really cool experience after her birthday dinner. Our friends are members of the Players Club here in New York, and it's where Edwin Booth lived and where he died, actually. And they have his little apartment area. Living quarters. Living quarters in the building, in the club, still like untouched, unbothered, exactly the way it was. When the day he died. The day he died. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, Yeah, like completely preserved. I mean, there are some things that, they could maybe do to help keep it preserved, yeah. but just really, really interesting. And they've got portraits and drawings of all the people that have that are have been members, movie stars, TV stars. But this like, room in particular room was just so cool. They had all so the memorabilia, cool. all the yeah, like the like pot- his slippers that he wore yeah. just before the- he died, right next to his bed, untouched, unmoved. Like it was. So cool. I mean, creepy, but, the, the, my <laughs> but po- really But cool. my point is that is something I would never, if you, if you said, read this article about mm-hmm. this guy or read this book, you know, in this book, this chapter, whatever, I'd be like, eh. but, to but to go and, and actually, actually get the key, the tangible, yeah, go into the room and actually yeah. be able to look around and like the smell even. And was then just... throughout the rest of the place, they have different things like props and costumes that he used in war and with descriptions and plaques. And then they have Noel Coward's piano. piano. Yeah. This, the there, whole, like, the whole building. Is great, the but. artifacts that they have there is just, it's really, really cool. And again, it's like, if I read about this, I'd be like, oh, great. Good right. for them. But to actually see it was a whole nother level. All right. Well, let's quickly shift gears again. Another thing you had on your form. Now we're clearly saving the best for last, <laughs> but you had high school theater on your form. So obviously yes. let's deep dive into that. Yeah. This is one of those, I always say, I'm going to, I'm going to throw the softball out here for you all. Uh, but- careful with the softball talk. Oh, yes. (laughs) But the high school I went to was a all-boy Catholic high school. Mm -hmm. And what we would do is there was two blocks down from us, there was the all-girls. Exactly what you're going to say. Yep, yep. So obviously they needed guys to be involved in the theater stuff. Sure. So I ended up originally I was like, oh, well, I'll go and I'll be on the – do like stage crew work uh-huh. and mm-hmm. I'll do that. And they ended up being short of guys for stuff. So next thing I know, I'm being thrown on stage <laughs> like here, do this and ended up absolutely loving it. We did a bunch of musicals. We did, I did sound of music. I did fiddler on the roof. I did guys and dolls my senior year, wow. which right. was absolutely my favorite one that I did. So there. who did you play? Benny South Street, Nicely Nicely. Who, who do you got? Oh I'm, oh, I'm trying to remember who I was. <laughs> I was not one of the bigger guys. No, right, um, right. You know, well, you weren't I, Sky. I, you weren't Nathan. I'm trying to listen. No, I was, I was not Nathan Detroit. I was, did you sing two, Fugue for Tin Horns? No, I did not. Okay. So you were, all right, so you were, but you were in the crap. You were in uh, Luck Be a Lady tonight, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely Luck Be a Lady, you know. Yeah. So it was all of those Sit scenes. Sit down, so you're was... rocking the boat. Yeah. We won't bore the audience. I feel but... like that's, oh. that's a great show for high schools to do to draw in the interest of the, the football team. The guys. Whatever, right. Yeah. yeah because yeah, yeah. It, is, it is based around them and this really cool kind of street. I don't know. I, oh, yeah, I, just, I cool. feel like it's the perfect. It's a cool. It's like it's almost the, like Greece, yeah, you know, yeah. in a way, but in obviously a different time period. Yeah. You know? And I think the one thing it was, it was kind of a perfect scenario because there was a group of about six, seven guys and we were all seniors and we did this my senior year. Mm-hmm. And I think it was one of these 
this may be the only opportunity we can do this. Yeah. So we better take advantage of it while we can. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, listen, we're almost out of time here, Scott. But, uh, you know, it is the Loyal Littles podcast, so we can't let you get away without at least asking a few fun, dumb questions, if that's okay. Oh, I am ready for these. And this, a, is, this yeah. is why everyone listens to this. <laughs> I mean, of course, I'm going to go with the deep question yeah, right off the bat, yeah. but I'm just dying to know. And I'm kind of paraphrasing a little bit. It says what three famous people I'm going to say, what three historical figures living or dead would you want at your family dinner party? Now, can I just pause for a second here? Yeah. <laughs> now, Roxy, you do realize there's also a question that says if you could have dinner with anyone from history, who Wait, would it be? Oh, really? <laughs> oh, I missed that. <laughs> So, Oops. I mean, do that one or do three. It's okay. No, yeah. just... We'll do the dinner one. Okay. Okay. I would say probably George Washington. Uh-huh. Sure. Just because you know, there was so many things involved with it. You know, he had, yeah. he had the military career. He had the presidential life. There was so many things involved in there. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Always like Benjamin Franklin because kind of also a very wide range of ideas there. Yep. And then I'm trying to think for the third one. We'll, we'll go with Alexander the Great. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Just go, go really back because it's always interesting because you had someone who, let's be really huge and then die at 32 years old. Yeah. You know, two more common and then we're going to go back in history for the other one. That's cool. Gotcha. I mean, I kind of have another follow up. Okay, go ahead. Based on history, what would you say? Do you have a favorite historical time period that you really enjoyed studying about? I always had a lot of interest kind of post-World War II Uh because there was so much that happened right after that because you had this, you had a major war and after everything, after everything changes, how does everybody interact and what happens after that? Right. You know, then you you get to see kind of how things happen politically with Mm -hmm. the Cold War and then you just had a lot of cultural shifts and then, so there are so many different things to look at right in that post-World War II era that you could look at stuff forever. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. I'm going to get us back on track here. Uh. Uh, (laughs) Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? (laughs) Both. Both. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. If it's a sandwich, it's crunchy. If you're just doing the random spoon of peanut butter, that's got to be smooth. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. All right, Roxy, get us back off track. (laughs) Which historical figure would you like to be? (laughs) I'm so curious. We have a lot of historical questions on yeah, our list. We do. I didn't we're just realizing this now because we have a history major from college on on the show for the first time. I know, so it's like, you know, get 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 the history questions all in while you can. Yeah, right. So. Well, I didn't even realize how many we had. Yeah, I didn't either. And I was just <laughs> starting to look at the list. I'm like, oh, that's I know Roxy's gonna do number five, so I'll do something else. Go ahead. maybe Winston Churchill, because there's a lot of just just kind of the leadership abilities that he had, always was really interested in that. So mm-hmm. And seem to have a very interesting life. Yeah. And just because we're just getting done wrapping all these up, if you could be an Olympic athlete, in what sport would you compete? Absolutely would be curling. Oh. So many people say that. I love that. I think, I'm telling you. It's so cool. They could be onto something. Now, we, I don't know if you remember um, Rich Ottinger, on his interview, he was talking about there's actual clubs, curling clubs. We had no idea. And I think they, you all might be onto something here. I think they could actually make this. I mean, maybe not a year-long sport or anything, but I do think if they had maybe minor league curling or something, people would watch this. Because you're yeah. like the umpteenth person we've had come on and say, oh, I love curling, or I'd love to watch curling, or yeah. I'd love to play curling. Right, and, right. All right, well, 
Scott, listen, thank you so much for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. Now, is there anything we can plug for you? How can people get in touch with you if they want to find you? So I am on several of the uh, Littles Facebook groups. Technically, there's a Twitter profile, but I don't actually do anything on there. Mm -hmm. And definitely want to give a shout out to the Littles Picking Games group because it is a fun place for the degenerates to come around. (laughs) and Well, and non-degenerates. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and the non-degenerates. We, we, we all are all welcome. There. So. I love it. Yeah, Bob will appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, it, you know, yeah it's a good time. It's a good Bob, time. Bob and I, uh, there's a lot of going back and forth, especially about FCS football and picking games for schools that most people had no idea they even had football teams mm. for. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Well, thanks again, Scott, for coming on. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Always over. Okay. Excellent. (laughs) Well, Scott, thanks again for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. We really appreciate the time. Great. Thank you. All right, all you Loyal Littles, we'll be right back. This is Mark Schaefer, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. And thank you, Scott Moffat, for coming on and meeting the Littles. It's It was so great because when I saw the names, I was like, they have to be related. And we knew they weren't. But it's fun that there's two Moffats that are Littles. I don't know. I just feel like that's... That's That's really great. So thanks for taking the time. Now, we have a fun story. At least I have a fun story. So a couple of days ago, Roxy had to take a trip. She had a gig. Had a business trip. She had a business trip. Oh, we're calling them business trip now? (laughs) I call them gigs. She calls them business trips. That's fine. So now Roxy has this early morning flight. She has to get up. She gets to the airport. She gets, you know, which is a little scary. You were a little worried because you were flying south. You're flying into Atlanta. And this is how we... we were flying into Jacksonville. Oh, that's right. You flew into Jacksonville. The gig was in Sea Island. What's that? that An near, island. But is that near? Off of Georgia. It's about, I think, an hour south of Atlanta. Oh. And it's like right on like the water. But it was kind of far from it Jacksonville. It was about an hour and 15 minute drive. Yeah. The way it all worked out with our flights, we ended up having to, we flew out of LaGuardia to Jacksonville and then we flew from Jacksonville to JFK. And I think because of the timing of everything and the cost of the flights, it was easier for us to stay at the yeah. Jacksonville Airport ho- in sure, their, their right. hotel complex. Okay. So because our flight back home was at 7 a.m. Right. Super okay. early. So my point of the story is that so she had to get up really super early. Yeah. Now we're I know we've only been married like three months and we're already over the whole. No offense. I'm not <laughs> driving her to the airport. You know, you never did. Anyway. Well, right. Well, because I don't we don't have a car. Right. But you know what I mean? I'm not. <laughs> I was in bed, you know, said, oh, I'm leaving. I said, okay, have a safe trip, you know, whatever. So she gets, (laughs) she gets in the car, she goes to the airport. Anyway, so she's flying. She was getting there really early and I'm expecting the usual landed, landed. everything's good, safe, you know, blah, blah, blah. Littles, I didn't get a text. And I was like, well, let me rephrase that. I did get a text. (laughs) But it was not that. But it was not that. I'm reading this. (laughs) This is what I get instead of, hi, I love you. I landed, whatever. I'm safe. Okay. It says, OMG, there's a Waffle House. That's what it says. That's the text I get. OMG, there's a Waffle House. Waffle House. (laughs) Because we don't have Waffle Houses up here in the city. And Roxy likes a good Waffle House. Yeah, they're sketchy ball change, but they're so good. So I knew she was safe. Now, the big question is, did you actually get to eat at a Waffle House? No, we didn't. We ended up eating at BJ's bar and restaurant or something like that. And it was delicious. Okay. And so tell us about the gig. How did that all go? It was great. It was, yeah, we 
performed a couple of our rep numbers and uh, our dressing room happened to be where the G8 summit took place. So this was during the Bush administration and he had... So wait a minute, you were in the room where like... We were sitting, we were at the round table with the what? flags, with the different countries that took part in this. Their flags were against the wall. There were <laughs> pictures, photographs, paintings. This was your dressing room? This was our dressing room. <laughs> Can you imagine this place where political leaders come together to talk about life and the world? And here we are putting our lipstick on <laughs> and putting our blonde wigs <laughs> on and just having girl talk and just discussing the fact that we're all basically ruling the world sitting around this table. It was the coolest place I have ever changed costumes in my entire life. I mean, I would say Radio City, absolutely. Sure. But like, I'm... Well, but I these mean, happened because we get this these... This was so random. These random gigs all this over the... This was so yeah. random and so incredibly fascinating and interesting and historic and just all the things. <laughs> I Like, I don't care where you're politics lie it was freaking cool to be sitting at this big round table where world leaders have come together oh it yeah, was it so must great have been really cool it was yeah. so great we also the room where it happens it is it was uh it was pretty fun omg there's a waffle house <laughs> i get that text and you didn't even eat there that's that's no, what's blowing my mind no. okay didn't even get a smothered no. smothered covered nothing not even a splattered no scattered it's not splattered scattered scattered, scattered smothered. smothered and covered i believe is <laughs> how i prefer them i don't know that diced scattered. and chunked and all that stuff mm. anyway now roxy's gotten lots of exciting news in the last couple of days yeah. and um chuck's gotten a little himself now i can't really go into it but i do have a funny story that i want to share <laughs> So Littles, I had probably, well, definitely from acting standpoint, mm -hmm. the biggest audition I've had probably in the last Ever. decade, yeah. at least in the last decade. And before the, the audition, the in-person audition, and of course they're doing all these protocols because of COVID and stuff like that. It's kind of hard to explain. I, I but You were basically being called for a dual role, which is assistant stage manager and, and a, a, cover, a for cover for an, yeah. an actual performer. So right. potentially to be able to get on stage and perform sure. this role. So right. Okay. So um, those are the, that's what it is. But so part of this was also the interview for the technical side of the stage management. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they set up this Zoom call. Now, I can't remember the last time I've used Zoom, but it's been a long time and I was not a Zoom. And we, I think we've mentioned this on the podcast. Once in a while, we might have tried a Zoom call and they just weren't working well, right. blah, blah, blah. Okay. I'm trying to be all professional. Zoom call is about to start. And so I get on like 15 minutes early. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm actually just waiting for them to be there. And so I thought, oh, you know what? I better test everything. So I do the test call. I can hear everything. Well, I couldn't hear it first. Had to adjust that. Got it working. Thank goodness I did that. The microphone was fine. So I'm assuming they can hear me or they will be able to hear me when they get on the call. Okay. So now I'm just waiting. Right on time as stage manager should be. They're right there. Boom. Phone call coming in. Okay. And these two people that I'm interviewing with pop up on the screen and I'm not there. I didn't have the video on. Right. Yeah. Okay. So right. they were like, oh, we don't see you. I'm like, oh, I have to turn the video on. I turn the video on and up pops up on my screen, a monkey sitting on a toilet giving the finger. And I'm like freaking mortified. It, it was almost as bad as like a naked picture of myself being there. Okay. I'm just saying that. I'm sorry. I feel like that would have been better at that point because I have no idea how this popped up. No idea. I couldn't get it off. I'm trying to like, I'm hitting delete, 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 delete. I'm like, nothing's That's working. Not how I know works. nothing, but nothing's working. <laughs> 
like I'm ex besides hanging up on the call, which I didn't want to do. Okay. Right. Because right. they're like laughing. They're like, um, what's that? And I'm like, uh, I'll explain. I'll try to explain. Uh, how do I get this? You know? And they're like, oh, you, you have, it looks like you have the background on. Well, apparently at some point when I was recording a podcast, I'm assuming I turned the background on to have our logo, which I thought would be all cool and professional. And boy, was that stupid. And it literally took me, and I'm not exaggerating, over three minutes to figure this out. Like how to, they're just staring at this monkey on a toilet for like three minutes. And these are the possibilities. They're probably privately chatting with each other like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I, who is this person? So finally got it worked out. I'm beat red, of course, you know, when the video camera finally comes on and we go through the whole thing. I, I never, and the worst part is because it took so long, I, they were finally, when it, I finally got it working, they were like, okay, let's start. I didn't, I didn't even get to explain that it's like a podcast logo. I didn't, didn't explain anything. Right. So I'm super embarrassed. I guess the lesson to be learned here, Littles, is when you're using Zoom, make sure you test everything, not just the microphone and the headphones. <laughs> Make sure you know what your backdrop is. Because I, I swear, Roxy, I have no idea how that got there. I don't yeah. remember it. We haven't, I haven't used Zoom in at least months, umpteen months. So I have no idea. I don't remember putting it there. Yeah, I usually like to create my own meeting just for myself so that I can look at my background and oh. look at myself and make sure that I look presentable. You can um, do that? Yeah, you just create a meeting. I didn't know you could do that. Just create a meeting like any other. By myself? Yeah, and just it's just you on it, on the call. And you All look, right. you check, and then you. Hashtag information for life <laughs> I could have used yesterday. Anyway, Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at WTFCpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at The Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, The Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget, if you are listening on Apple or iTunes, please head on over and give us a nice rate and review. We really appreciate that. And once again, quickly, thank you, Scott Moffat, for coming on and being our Meet the Littles guest this week, and Mary Faye Randolph and Mark Schaefer for our bumpers this episode. All right, Roxy, let's get the heck out of here. It's been a long couple days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have a great weekend, all you loyal Littles. And remember, as always, if you're out shopping online tonight, use the code. Duh. This is great. I'm going to do it again next year. <laughs>
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh, yeah.